Hey everybody, it is Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, welcome to the podcast. So today, uh, first I'll be covering the post-election results. If you didn't know, yesterday was election day. It's a it's off year. So it's not the midterms, it's not the presidential. It was for usually small municipal elections. Um, I voted uh, row B. <laughs> um, but first I'll be covering uh, the post-election results and uh, <clears throat> how the field matches up against the overwhelming favorite, Donald Trump, who's going to be holding a rally tonight in a Cuban bastion of Florida. Also, I'll take a look at the burdening debt problem, uh, not with the U.S. government, but with the electorate, uh, specifically credit card bills are mounting because people are supplementing their meager incomes uh, with their credit cards and trying to cover all the high prices that inflation has brought. And people are like, waiting for the prices to come down. Um, They don't come down. Your dollar has just been devalued. It's not a raising of prices issue or it's not a supply chain issue. Um, And a few headlines on the wars and the mainstream media pushing the divisiveness of the Israel-Hamas conflict as it was originated to do. Like I said, it was a wedge issue. But don't forget to engage the channel, uh, like, subscribe, share the podcast, leave a comment down below. Visit my other website, libpop.org. That's L-I-B-P-O-P. Learn about libertarian populism buy a t-shirt there and the store if you so desire so let's get into the news Ah! all right we're going to start out with the associated press here um trump will try to upstage the gop debate with a rally targeting south florida's cuban community um if you didn't know there is a, a gop debate tonight um, which is kind of funny. Um, this is from Mar- Market Watch. Next Republican debate, when it is, and who will be participating on the stage? Uh, nobody cares. Uh, they're not even close to polling near. I mean, RFK Jr. is polling better than most of the other Republican candidates. I don't know where uh, Ron DeSantis is now. I think he's down in the teens. But I'll just read the news uh, here. Who will be on stage? Governor Chris Christie, (laughs) who we're going to hear from uh, a little later from Mediaite. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott. Oh, and they said former President Donald Trump. I'm like, wait, he's not going to be in the debate. No, frontrunner in the polls is skipping the debate as he did with the first two. Because there's no point, because he's the obvious nominee. Not only that, but he has overwhelming support in the U.S. electorate. Over 50% of voters said they would vote for him. Not just, it's not 50% of Republicans. It's 50% of the entire electorate. Over, it's like 53%, I think it is now. 
What are the qualifying criteria? The RNC said participants may have nailed down 4% of the vote in multiple polls and 75,000 unique donors. That is the criteria. I don't really care to hear from any of these people except for Vivek uh, Ramaswamy because he's auditioning for a cabinet position, maybe VP. I mean, I like what he has to say. People are worried about him, whether he can toe the line um, we'll see, you know, whether he's for real, if he's real MAGA, real America first. I mean, he talks a good game. The other people I don't care, uh, Nikki Haley, okay, she wants to, what, widen the war, she wants to bomb, okay, she's the darling of the military-industrial complex and corporations. Tim Scott is is a kind of wishy-washy. Chris Christie is just there to to take shots at Trump. Um, who else is on stage? Uh, 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 you know, Nikki, Vivek, Tim Scott, that's it. So good for Tim Scott. I always liked Tim Scott, but this, you know, supporting the war in Ukraine is an asshole move. It's sort of like Republicans supporting abortion bans. Um, the, the American voter doesn't want, first of all, the American voter is, has been anti-establishment for some time. How Joe Biden got elected as an establishment politician, who knows? But they're very anti-establishment on the left and the right. And what they don't want is establishment wars. You know, the the establishment likes to um, create conflict around the glo- globe so they could sell munitions, etc. And the foreign policy can be enacted um to their to the corporate desire, um, so Nikki Haley is their best bet. It was Ron DeSantis, um, but he took the bait and took the money, and he tried to attack Donald Trump, which is a losing strategy because Donald Trump is the most popular candidate. And so, you know, Ron DeSantis, who was basically uh, knighted by Donald Trump like Glenn Youngkin. They tried to get Glenn Youngkin to go against Trump, but he knows. He knows the story. So I just want to quickly, because yesterday, uh, you should check out uh, yesterday's episode with Tuesdays with Perry. Last night, episode 59, we talked about a lot of things, but um, Perry brought up Marianne Williamson and I almost forgot about her. And there are other Democrats running uh, for president, there's this guy, um, Dean Phillips, who is a representative from Minnesota. So he's up in the poor uh, polls, excuse me. And they even mentioned Ch- <laughs> Chunk Uger uh, from the Young Turks is at 2%. Um, but I said Mil- uh, Marianne Williamson was at 12%. She was at 12% for some time. They have her at 8%. So with 3% margin of error, she could technically be at 11%. Um, but she's at 8%. So I just wanted to uh, clarify anybody who was listening last night to Perry and I that um, she is at, she is listed as 8%. I, I said 12%. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that. So Reuters reports uh, Biden approval falls to lowest level since April. Uh, that's a Reuters Ipsos poll, another poll. And this article is from yesterday. U.S. President Joe Biden's popularity, (laughs) like he was ever popular, slipped this month to its lowest level since April. 
Uh, the latest da uh, data point raising concern about the Democrats' re-election bid next year, of course. I mean, but the thing is, is, is politics is, uh, <laughs> it's like war. It's not about whether the favorite candidate is slipping. Okay, it's a lost cause. No, they'll do everything they can to stay in power, particularly postmodern leftists. The two-day opinion poll, which ended on Saturday, showed 39% of respondents approved of Biden's performance as president. How? Matching April's reading and down marginally from 40% in October and 42% in September, the poll had a margin of error about three percentage points, as all polls do. But what I want to say is that, um, and they go on to say Biden is widely to expect, uh, expected to face a rematch with President Trump. Of course, but they're trying to say, and they always skew the poll. So they say 37% or 39% is approval. Um, the fact is you put in margin of error, like I always say, is 39%. So that's a pad. They pad the results to where they want them to go. So they want Biden to look weak against Trump so they can garner support because there's so many people with Trump derangement syndrome out there. They'll throw their baby off a cliff if they think it'll prevent Trump from being reelected. So they'll go back. And the whole reason Joe Biden got elected, he didn't really get elected, but the reason he garnered the amount of votes that he actually got was simply because it was protest against Trump because the demonization of Trump worked. It's it basically a psyop. And so they would vote for anybody um, other than Trump. So Biden was put in there by the establishment because he's an establishment political creature. And so if they say it's 39% or 37%, 39%, it's actually 36% with a margin of error. And I think it's even lower than that. My take has always been that he is polling in the upper 20s, 10 points from what they say. So that is my take on it, how they skew the polls. That's just my belief. You can go go around and ask people who likes Biden. You know, who approves of what Biden is doing? Nobody approves because with the inflation, <laughs> you know, I hate to be flippant, but with the inflation, uh, with the inflation, people are making considerably less. So all the wage gains that were made under Trump are gone, uh, you know, the establishment just took them away by printing too much money. So let's go on to uh, the actual review of election night. So this is the New York Times. How abortion lifted Democrats and more takeaways from Tuesday's election. President Biden is unpopular, obviously, but the winning streak for the party and its policies have extended through another election night. Look at these losers cheering. They show a picture here. Um, what a bunch of, of losers not winners, losers. First of all, it's another psyop because uh, the mainstream media has been continually without ceasing saying that Republicans want a national abortion ban, which is shooting yourself in the foot politically because, like I said, the American electorate doesn't want other foreign wars, right? They don't, they want sound economic policies, which they don't understand economics because it's math. But the majority of Americans want abortion to be legal. As the Democrats used to say, safe, 
but rare. So legal, but rare. So the point is to limit that, and this is what uh, governance is, it's compromise. So we'll allow abortion to be legal. This is just my take, okay? I believe, I don't believe personally, morally, I do not believe in abortion. I think it's murder. However, we live in a secular state, not the state, the state I live in, but the nation state. We live in a secular nation state, so other people aren't going to believe that the clump of cells, the baby, the fetus, the embryo is a life or what have you. In any case, plus people are going to abort their babies, whether it's legal or not. They'll use, uh, they'll go back alley, as the phrase goes, you know, a coat hanger deal. They'll go for illegal abortions, which is not safe and is dangerous because they want to end their pregnancy or or hire somebody to punch them or kick them in the stomach, whatever. So they have a a miscarriage. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. So I don't want that. And and the problem is with the, the moralizing of some people on the right, they're shooting themselves in the foot politically. So in any case, when the libertarians take over the Republican Party, uh, and make it more populist, uh, maybe we can get rid of this evangelistic uh, take on abortion. It should be legal, but not. it shouldn't be extreme, which means is that if you want an abortion and you missed your third period and you find out you're pregnant, that you still have some time, some weeks, a week or two, to have an abortion, right? I don't think that the state should subsidize abortions either. If you can afford it, you can have an abortion. If not, whatever. And I don't believe unwanted pregnancies lead to fulfilling lives for the child. In any case, that's just my take on it. But the point is, is Republicans have to change their stance from no abortion to legal, um, but limited. And that way they would win because, and they could on moral grounds, on humane grounds, they could argue that aborting a baby that could survive outside the womb in the third trimester is abhorrent. And that that's what the Democrats want. It's, and they even brought it up on the news programs. The difference is <laughs> they try to get them to limit it by weeks. You think it should be limited or unlimited? Kamala Harris even said, oh, should be up to the mother if she wants to have the baby ripped up, ripped out at the ninth month and, and murdered. They should be allowed, but they don't. And the mainstream media doesn't help because they say that the Republicans want a nationwide ban. They don't. They call it a ban, but it's a limitation to 15 weeks. That was the Lindsey Graham proposal. But he came out, you know, this is the wrong time to come out and say we want a nationwide uh, restriction is really what it is. But most people don't care about abortion. It's not a kitchen table issue. Most people don't get abortions. They try to get pregnant. So the kitchen table issue is the economy, and that's what people are voting on. But the mainstream media makes you makes you think that people are so worried about abortion, and that's not what happened in Virginia, and I'm not gonna go into the New York Times article, but I'm gonna tell you why. So this is from just the news, John Solomon's outfit. GOP underperforms again against Democrats. Democrats' use of abortion turnout to win, turnout to win marquee 2023 election. 
Um, social media lights up with calls to oust Rona McDaniel, RNC chairwoman, GOP. It has nothing to do with it. Turnout, they equate ballot stuffing and, and a ballot harvesting as turnout, which means every registered voter turned out to the polls, the Democrat. That's not true. They go out and get the ballots, whether they're actually filled out by um, the registered voter or not. So they say turnout is high because there were 10,000 registered voter, voters in this district, Democratic voters, and we have exactly 10,000 ballots or 9,998 ballots. You know, they don't want to make it look too obvious. So turnout is wiped out because it's fraud. The turnout is at all-time level. You mean that many people turned out for, a, for an election on abortion that most people don't care about, b abortion? And all this comes out of OFA where people were organized, witting or unwittingly, into a socialist movement. So the GOP underperforms against Democrats' use of abortion. That is not true. It's the mainstream media said that the GOP, the Republicans want to ban abortion and nobody wants that. That's a losing strategy, whether that's a policy of the Republican Party or not. <laughs> it shouldn't be. Don't, don't forget, it doesn't matter what your faith is, even in your state, your state might be different than the country, uh, but all states in the nation, state, um, are secular. And so people have the right to believe different than, than you regarding abortion. Those murderous scumbags have the legal right to voice their opinion. Virginia Democrats blocked GOP bid to take full control of state government. This is a lot what uh, Solomon was talking about. Republicans campaign on enacting a 15-week abortion ban. At least NBC News pit puts the restriction in there. But Democrats keep the state Senate and flip the state House. So it was an incumbent Senate of Democrats and they flipped the House and they had a narrow margin in the House when Yunkin came in, they, it went um, to the Republican. But the fact is, again, it's, it's disinformation and misinformation regarding abortion. 15, what, you can't, you find out you're pregnant? How much is 15 weeks? Okay, so how many periods is that? So that's three periods plus a couple weeks. So you miss three periods and you know you're pregnant and you can't get an abortion. What, are you going to wait till the thing's fully formed? Well, don't do 15 weeks then, Republicans. Why don't you do 20 weeks? They don't want to go into the second trimester. With, with good reason. Democrats take control of Virginia leg, uh, legislature. This is from uh, New York Times. The election results were a blow to Governor Glenn Youngkin, a Republican who spent heavily in the hopes of creating a majority for his party in both houses and legislature. The Democratic machine is very powerful and they have a supermajority in my state and a supermajority in a lot of states and they can easily um, throw elections. It's, it's not difficult to do. So, and they certainly campaign and they go around knocking on doors and saying the Republicans want to ban abortion in this state. And that'll get people to turn out and, and vote against them. 
Ohio votes to legalize marijuana for recreational use. It's the 24th state to approve the use of recreational marijuana as the legalization push expands to some more traditionally conservative places. Again, look at the, uh, the preponderance, preponderance of the electorate, what they want. The majority of the electorate, uh, electorate don't care and don't want to put uh, marijuana users in jail or to clog up the courts with people that are smoking a joint. Obviously, I mean, that's been the change since the boomers started coming into power and because they were from the 60s and everybody smoked pot, whatever. Not only that, but it could be a boon, a tax revenue source for the uh, states, especially states like mine that were severely strapped. But in my state, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so regulated that you have to go, there's thick bulletproof glass and you know, they're all state workers monitoring who takes what and how much and all this shit. And then the Washington Post, Ohio issue, uh, Ohio issue one passes protecting abortion rights in the Republican state. Again, here's another state that they used abortion issues because they said other oh, Republicans want to ban abortion. It should be safe, but legal, well, but rare, but legal. So, but the point is, it, it has to do with a compromise on what people think is a viable fetus. So the Republicans were pushing for the first trimester to end abortions, which is a compromise. But the Democrats want it all the way to the ninth month. So the compromise is obviously, you know, not the third trimester, not the first trimester, it's probably the second trimester. So get it fucking together. It's not worth throwing the country away over some moral issue. Because like I always say, there are no morals in politics. They're only laws and spending. And technically spending is a law. It's how you do budgets. Um, but those are the two factors. It's, a, it's a, on the social access, it's the authority of laws, restrictions, regulations, versus how much money the state spends, how much of your tax dollars they spend. So Mediaite uh, has this article, Daniel Cameron lost Kentucky election because he sold his soul to Trump, Chris Christie tells CNN, huge mistake. And it has nothing to do with that. Uh, first of all, Kentucky's governor, uh, Bershear, is well-liked and is in a, a well-liked incumbent. So actually, the challenge by this guy, Daniel Cameron, wasn't, if you looked at the polling numbers, he was never even close. So it was unlikely that he was going to win. And it wasn't because he sold his soul to Trump. It's because they have an incumbent governor that is well-liked. He's not despised. You could always question whether a governor is despised and he wins re-election, then you can go, well, why do they keep this people, this person they don't like? There's gotta be another reason. Because it's, there's always more voters turning out in support of something than to vote against something. And that's why the Democrats figured out with the abortion, they, they're not voting against Republican ban, they're voting for the right to abortion. I, I just, and I don't understand that either. It's like you could have your abortion, you just have to limit to when you get it. No, it's a ban. 
A woman has the right to friggin' carve a baby out of her stomach whenever she wants and throw it in front of a, <laughs> a train. Wow. In any case, I guess the House's second attempt to censure uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib for defending Hamas, calling to destroy Israel, finally passes. So a censure just means she has to shut up regarding this. Because they tried to censure her and she didn't shut up. She just, when she survived the first vote to censure, um, she, she even, she, um, <laughs> she increased her rhetoric. So she's, what's good? I mean, she's a, uh, she's a subversive character in politics. I mean, it's, it, it's like a lot of these people in the House that they're anti-American. How could you be elected to the House of Representatives if you're anti-American. And I'm not saying you can't be American and support the uh, uh, Palestinian statehood. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that Israel is an ally of this country. Um, and you could say what you want about Israel. You could have your own opinion. But if you argue against the uh, Israel's existence... And we could go, <laughs> we could go long and hard about why Israel was created. It has, it really has to do with oil, but I don't want to go that far. Um, this from Bloomberg: Fed's bar sees stability risk in private crypto stablecoins. This is just they're trying to sell Federal Reserve cryptocurrency. Um, because that's, uh, Perry and I talked about that last night. The problem with all the financing and the undermining of the dollar is going to come like they did with the Federal Reserve Bank. We're going to have financial instability, economic instability, and to the rescue is cryptocurrency. But the states, the Federal Reserve's cryptocurrency, the central bank, CB, CD, or C. I forget exactly the acronym for central bank cryptocurrency, CBCC. Um, in any case, so what they do is they dissuade you from the instability of private crypto, but the public crypto is what's going to save us. And so that's why they're undermining the economy and they're preparing for the financial collapse. And then they're going to come in like they did. We need a federal reserve, a central bank, to provide stability, they're going to come in again with that same line, except this time it's going to be, we need uh, Federal Reserve or, or central bank cryptocurrency uh, for stability. Why, you ask? Is because this is from CNBC. Credit card balances spike in the third quarter to $1.808 trillion is a new record. Here's how we got here. I'll tell you how we got here. I don't have to read CNBC. The reality is, is because of inflation, prices of goods, like I said, there's not a problem with availability of goods. So if you're rich, you're like, what's the problem? I go to the supermarket, all the stuff I need is there. The problem is for people on the lower economic rung is that they don't have enough money to cover groceries like simple groceries, eggs and milk, whatever. And that is significant change in their life in the last two years since Biden borrowed $6 trillion to give to COVID 
whatever. And uh, that's what caused all the inflation, not the... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm flippant again. Uh, it wasn't the supply chain issues. <laughs> it was it was the borrowing money that we didn't need, that there was no need to borrow. And so the inflation caused people, and this is what I did when I was making, compared to my expenses, uh, my wage was way down here, so I had to supplement my income with credit cards. These people aren't going out and buying motorcycles and designer dresses and all this stuff. I mean, they might, but that's not how their credit card balances. It's because they're supplementing their income with credit cards to pay for essentials, not discretionary stuff. Okay, the Dallas Morning News, shoplifting up 73% in Dallas as retailers rush to put merchandise out of reach. Uh, this is a twofold uh, problem. And the first fold is what we just discussed is people are shoplifting because they can't afford the necessities. The other part of the problem is criminals, people that shoplift just to steal. I mean, obviously, because they don't have the money, but that's not what I'm saying is shoplifting like designer goods, shoes, um, uh, everything, things they can resell, uh, shoplifting as a crime to make money not to feed your family. And that's what people on the liberal media say. They're, they're stealing clothes. They're stealing clothes so they could eat. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, but it, it's also with the fact that people are being, uh, small crimes aren't being prosecuted and it's the broken windows thing. If you don't prosecute crime, it expands. The number of incidents become overwhelming uh, because there's no deterrent. You know, people that shoplift they're released without bail, what do you think they're gonna do? They go out and shoplift again. And they don't, they don't equate the legality of what they're doing anyway. That's why they commit crime. And so they, you know, if they have a slap on the wrist, they're gonna go, well, I'm gonna keep doing it because so what, I have to show up in court again and then I get out and then I can do what I want, which is commit more crime. This is uh, something I've been talking about. This is from the Jerusalem Post. Controversy surrounds report of Israeli baby found burned alive in an oven. Fake reporter continues to maintain that it has not yet been able to independently verify the story of a baby burned in an oven. And this is what I said in the beginning of the conflict is there's lots of propaganda, even by Israel, doing heinous propaganda and, and reporting abhorrent attacks on civilians that Hamas does, denies happen, and I'm not saying they didn't do it, but I, as I was telling Perry, you have to be very, you have to give these reports a lot of scrutiny because babies burned in ovens sounds a little hyperbolic, a little, um, it sounds like propaganda. Like stuff like that is meant to incense um, and, and it has to be verified. And it certainly wouldn't be surprising if Israel put out a, a blitz of propaganda, especially if they knew the attack was coming, all of the propaganda would be ready. And they did know the attack was coming and chose not to respond. The AFP reports black lies for Palestine, U.S. activists find common cause. Um, they tried this early on. Uh, black Lives Matter was posting stuff about Palestine right after the Hamas attacks. Uh, and, they, and they were deeply rebuffed by even some of their supporters. So there's this wedge issue going on, especially with 
with Jewish folks that can't uh, can't come to terms with uh, liberal groups that are now supporting Palestine after the uh, atrocious uh, terrorist attacks uh, by Hamas, um, regardless of whether babies were burned in, in ovens. Civilians were attacked and kidnapped, and we know we have footage of the kids dancing at the rave at that concert that were kidnapped and a lot of them killed. Those people weren't combatants. So, so you're going to see this. This is the building of the left, and if if the left has to lose um, some Jews, some more conservative Jews, more moderate Jews, I should say, um, so be it. Um, but it's going to be a wedge within the, uh, the Jewish community and the Jewish electorate in the United States, say the least. And speaking of propaganda and all this stuff on the left, the Washington Post reports Jewish man's death at Israel-Palestine protests as a homicide officials say, but, oh, I didn't have the other article here. Now, although it's a homicide, we don't really know how the guy fell and hit his head. Apparently, he was assaulted with a bullhorn, which made him fall, but that's not clear. Now we have different, uh, different, uh, different accounts regarding the assault, which I guess it was an assault. It was, it's labeled as an altercation. Now, whether he fell back on his own, he was pushed, or whether he was actually struck in the head by a megaphone, it's hard to say. But again... This is propaganda because it's amplified in the mainstream media that a Jewish man was murdered. They say it's a homicide. That's not always murder. Um, and that's ma- that's meant to inflame the Jewish community against the pro-Palestinian activists. All right, messenger.com uh, here has Ukraine commander warns of stalemate in war. Aid says Zelensky deludes himself. So I'm just going to read this very quickly here. So the uh, the general of the armed forces of Ukraine gave a sobering assessment of the, uh, his country's war with Russia. I covered this of quite a few days ago or whenever this came out. Um, let's see if it has the AIDS comment in there because I'm just, you, you know what I'm getting into. Um yeah, it just it's still the invocation of stalemate pisses people off. Stalemate, stalemate. Uh see if we can get to we're out of options. We're not. Uh they didn't even get No, they didn't get to the quote. See, the aide says Zelensky deludes himself, but they don't I don't see the quote. anonymously but one of Zelensky's aides told time anonymously that Zelensky deludes himself so it's a Zelensky aide um but it was anonymous so we're not really sure because then the next article is a grenade and birthday gift kills an aide to Ukraine's military chief also injuring his teen son so this is what happens in Ukraine Okay, if you're seen not to be loyal, you're taken out. So if you think Russia did, Russia didn't do this. This aide was killed by the Ukrainian security services, probably by the CIA, because this aide went public. 
if it wasn't the aide that said Zelensky deludes himself, it wasn't this aide, which I think it was. I don't think it was a Zelensky aide. I think it was a aide to the commander in chief here. If that wasn't indeed the case, it was surely a signal to the chief of the Ukrainian armed forces um, to be careful about what you say and not talk about stalemate because that affects funding. Nobody's going to fund a stalemate. And the last article here is a BBC News man crushed to death by robot on South Korea. The robot mistook him as a package and manipulated him and killed him. 40-year-old guy. The robotic arm confusing the man with a box of vegetables grabbed him and pushed his body against a conveyor belt, crushing his face and chest. Oh, well. See, the thing is, robots don't think and um, they don't care either. They have no remorse. They don't worry. Neither does AI. So this is what we have to look forward to artificial or robotic intelligence. All right, that's it for me today. Rudy's revelation. Rudy's revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Leave a comment down below. Share the podcast. Join me every Tuesdays with Tuesdays with Perry, where I talk about, where I talk to my conservative friend in Florida. Don't forget you're under attack biologically, psychologically. Um, don't believe everything you hear and don't trust people that uh, make your food or... You know, because most vegetables are sprayed with glyphosate and other poisons that don't wash off and they affect your endocrine disrupt, uh, <laughs> they disrupt your endocrine system, your hormones. And don't forget, stay hip to the trick. I'll see you tomorrow. This is conspiracy. You can't handle the truth. order.